So I'm going to start. Yourself. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start by saying I watched a feature length film on Friday. Okay. Yeah, I forgot to ask and, you about it. Too. It's a little film called Mad Max. Have you guys heard of it? No. Well, it's a it's an end of the world apocalyptic film where they just drive cars. Yeah. And I was not impressed. Oh no! I don't know. I I don't know if I was expecting too much of it. Was it overhyped for you? For me, yes. It was for, for once, you were on the receiving end of disappointment. It's not <laughs> that I hated it. It's I just it wasn't anything special. I don't know. That sounds that sounds like one of those episode names. Uh, disappointed with mediocrity, yeah. and now the receiving end of disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> so so from what I got from the trailer and and what I've at least thought I've heard people talk about is how over the top it was and i was expecting like just a pretty gory bloody film and just absolute craziness and there really wasn't much of that really no i mean there were a couple scenes that involving the the whole vehicle manslaughter type thing but it really wasn't that bloody it, it i don't i don't know i guess i wasn't i'm not really expecting violence i just i just heard that it was non-stop action no not that doesn't necessarily mean violence no there's there's a lot of character building especially in like the second act of it but really i to me yes wow i have a feeling you'll like it a lot more than i did um I, yeah i think i just went into it expecting too much it was still good um the anytime tom hardy spoke i just heard bane though which kind of sucked i forgot that's him yeah does he have that same voice yes. too? Yep. Uh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. he doesn't speak much though, so it's not often. Uh, it looked great. It was very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, the story was easy to follow, and it was there. It existed. <laughs> <laughs> that's always good. It actually had one, mm-hmm. but it just didn't do anything for me. I'm surprised. Mm, me I'm- too. I'm looking forward to watching it still. Well, it is Redbox. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting at least to hear not a common opinion cuz all I've heard is positive things. I'd still recommend it. It's a good watch. Like I yeah. said, I think I just it was too overhyped for me. Isn't that the worst feeling in the world? <laughs> But it, welcome to being friends with you. It's 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 different. It's different when it's media overhype as opposed to one person overhyping it. Uh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yes, I agree. That was the well, extent while we're of my on the topic weekend. of films. Uh, I watched two movies over the past week as well. Okay. Uh, first one I mentioned was her, Josh. Oh, I have opinions on this. Yeah, too. I was not happy about that. Oh, you weren't. You were not happy about what? Nick's opinion on her. Oh, interesting. Well, I'm probably not going to make you a whole lot happier. I didn't hate it. I'll get that off. Uh, get that out. But I, I guess we'll start with you then, Simon, since you clearly loved it, and I know you told me you loved it directly. Yeah, I love that film. I, I, it's it's one of those things I can't explain. Um, I thought it was hysterical in, a, in the most dry sense of humor as possible. That I agree with. Um, I thought it 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 almost had an effect on me at the end. I don't know. It I can't explain why I love that movie so much, but I do. And I've come my, to learn over the past month or so was sort of 
thinking uh-huh. about whether or not it's okay. What do you mean? Like, it, would that be an acceptable thing? Oh, and that's the whole—that's the whole point. point of the movie. I feel like it, it makes. Well, you... yeah, it is, and that's that's oh, what I'm saying. Is I was trying that. to come to the, come to grips with myself. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous, and oh my god, I would never do that. But is there anything wrong with people doing that? It all comes back to the thing that is, if it doesn't affect me, I don't exactly. you can do whatever that's you why want. I was yeah, sort of like, well, if he's happy, yeah. So, Nick? Nick, what were your thoughts? Uh, we didn't finish watching it because I thought it was boring. Hmm. Okay, That's and I fair. don't, I don't plan to finish watching it. Yeah, it wasn't amazing. Um, no, I, 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 we were just sitting there for. I think we only watched probably like thirty or forty minutes of it, and and both me and Ashley were like, "This is boring. Like, we're not getting anything out of this. It's kind of funny, a little bit, but." Not amazing. It's just more awkward. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we stopped. Yeah, I did not think it was amazing. I don't regret watching it just because it was one that I did want to sort of cross off the list. And I, I liked the thought provoking nature of it, but it's just, yeah, I think my final consensus, Josh, is that okay if, if people, if it makes them happy and it doesn't affect me, then why can't people fall in love with an operating system? But it's so far beyond my grasp of something that I would ever consider doing. It's just, it's it's like discomforting almost. You also have to think the next step of that is just putting that operating system in a, in a physical robot. Yeah. It'd be uh, like falling in love with data. A la Ex Machina. Yeah. So. Yeah. But you still need to see it, Alex. It, what is that? Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Interesting. Yeah, that that is worth watching. That is a good movie. Okay. Well, here's the good news. So, whatever. Her was whatever. It was great. <laughs> a fantastic Watch movie her. that I can recommend to both of you and listeners. This, I mean, this is an old movie. I want to say 2003, 2005, something like that. I'll double check. Ooh. Maybe. And it's Maybe. one that's been on my list forever. And ever since fully falling in love with uh, Viggo Mortensen because of Lord of the Rings. I finally watched A History of Violence. I watched that yeah. about two months ago. Oh, really? For my first time. I, I've, yep. I saw that, like, kind of around when it came out. Okay, yeah. so you guys have already seen it. Uh, anybody mm-hmm. who hasn't seen it, I can highly recommend. What a fun movie that was. I thought it was okay. I, I thought it. it was okay. I really enjoyed it. I liked the excessive over-the-top violence in it it was very violent yeah. yes and um, it, it had a it had a cool cast like i loved the initial antagonist guy he was really cool with the messed up eye uh, i can't remember his name at, at the time but he's he's a pretty well-known actor and then i thought uh what is is it william hurt i think mm-hmm. yeah william hurt was in it and he had a really cool role in it toward i mean he wasn't in it until close to the end of the movie but i really enjoyed that plus William Hurt makes me think of Dark City, and that's a good thing. Oh, man, Dark City. I saw that that's on HBO now. Yes, I actually recommended it to Yaley the other day, and he started watching it. I don't know if he finished it. But I just told him, I was like, be ready for tuning, because tuning is amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. That's a great movie. It is. Watch Dark City, everybody. Great sci-fi. Yeah. Dystopian sci-fi, specifically. Yeah. Did I tell you guys I watched a movie called Fury? Yes, you did. Okay. It's a 
military movie with Brad Pitt. That's all that matters. Oh yeah, you love that. Mm-hmm. Movies. This is now a movie podcast. Well, oh, we always do movies. Movie cast. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the two v one podcast. <laughs> Every week, three friends get together to talk about video games and other things. All media, apparently, movies much. this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm Josh. I'm Alex. And As always, go watch her. Nope. Don't watch her. But anyway, I was going to say earlier that I've come to learn over the past month or so that I think I have vastly different taste in movies than you guys do. You have vastly different taste in everything. In pretty much everything. Yeah. Okay, that's all. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) You've only just realized. (laughs) 41 episodes later, 42 maybe. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to get to a point where I know what I actually do need to recommend, as opposed to things that I just need to kind of keep to myself. Well, I mean, I, you've yeah, been, you haven't better. been bad about that for a long time. Yeah, you've time. been better. Thank you. Like, that, you you that, used to recommend that. everything, and then we'd be mad. But now you just tell us what you love, and then you just sort of, you only make exceptions when you know. It's something that we're going to love. And and I'm going to give you credit for you're pretty good about that. Thank you. Yes. Including video games and movies and TV shows alike. Muchas gracias. Haven't really, you haven't really recommended a game that I guess we haven't been playing, at least one of us. Yeah, most That's of the time, while. for me, it's a recommendation oh, from both of you. I mean, I could, right now, off the top of my head, I'd say both you need to play Shovel Knight. Yeah, well, we I've been wanting that. to play that for a while, just haven't got around to I it. I still yet. need to play the uh, that free DLC that came out, the Plague Knight, Plague Quarter. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what was annoying is I would have loved to be able to talk about this on the podcast, and I was playing on, I was planning on playing with Amber this weekend, but I really wanted to... I was going to surprise you, Josh, and play all of Walking Dead Season 1. I, I figured that's what that was, and... Yeah. I'm excited for the second half of the month where you guys can actually do that. Yeah, so for our listeners, uh, 360 right now, right? Uh, what? No. I, I thought it was free on 360 right now. I, I don't know the 360 games. Okay, forget what I said. That could be misinformation. But the second half of the month, I believe the first season of Telltale Games, Walking Dead, will be free on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. So, okay, there you go. And I have i highly praise that both those seasons josh is definitely our resident telltale games uh, yes speaking of which i still have both the Borderlands series and the game of thrones series to play but i've been holding off until all neither of of which are done yes but i think there i think game of thrones only has one more left and borderlands might have two so once those come out i will i'll just rip through those in a weekend I have something free on Xbox One for Game of Thrones. I don't know if it's an episode or a season. It's or probably the first episode. But, okay, that makes sense. That sounds right. Yeah, For the game? Yes. Oh, interesting. It was free probably a month or two ago. Damn, I would have checked that out probably. Because yeah. that, that's like the only one of Telltale games that I would have any interest in. Right. You know, it's it's funny. I'm a big Borderlands fan. But I've heard the, the Telltale version of it. You don't need to care about Borderlands at all. And as a standalone game, it's really good and pretty funny. Well, there's nothing that really happens in the games anyway, like the regular shooters. They're just throwaway stories. Mm-hmm. True. 
So a a completely story based game, I would hope, is better and more interesting. Throw away Glock. <laughs> Bury me with a copy of Borderlands too. <laughs> Just FYI, the uh, games with gold right now for three sixty is uh, Ground Zeroes. Oh, that's Walking right. Dead. Yeah. Walking Dead is both three sixty and Xbox One on October sixteenth. Sweet. So. And right now it's Valiant Hearts for Xbox One, which I'm very excited to play. Yeah. I heard good things. It's like a 2D adventure game in World War One. Mm-hmm. Looks cool. I just, I have no interest. Won't play it. Ubi art game. So that's always a positive. Yeah, it looks pretty. Yeah, I checked it out. I, I looked at it also and just in like in that mini window preview of somebody playing it. I just wanted to see what it, what it looked like graphically. I was like, oh, it looks cool. Um, maybe I'd like it. And I was like, Alex. You don't need to <laughs> no. add anything else to your list. This do- this game doesn't matter. It might be fun, but it doesn't matter. So, just yeah, that saddens me because I think it does matter. Why is that? I think uh, I think it is actually a pretty good source of information mm-hmm. on World War One, and it's actually and I've heard that it's kind of heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. Like it has a good story. I still just don't have any interest. Well, I don't know. For me, that's what Wikipedia is for at work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, right. you could learn about that any other way too. Actually, but. speaking of work, and while I'm drinking my Earl Grey tea here at the moment, um, I had a meeting Friday with one of my colleagues, and I, I was like, "Hey, do you care if I get a drink real quick before we start?" And he said, "Yeah, of course, go ahead." So I, I went and brought it back, and sitting there drinking it, it was Earl Grey tea. And he's like, man, what are you drinking? That smells amazing. And I told him what it was, and I said, you'd make fun of me if I told you why I'm drinking it. He said, what, Star Trek? <laughs> just immediately knew, which I loved. And so yeah, that's you know, great. we just had this bromance moment where we were talking about it. And um, I was telling him, obviously, how much I love Patrick Stewart. And he was like, well, you're going to hate me. And I was like, why is that? He goes digging through his phone, pulls out a picture. He he met and hung out with Patrick Stewart for like a day and a half at Dragon Con. Oh wow! Yeah, That's long story short, friend of random. a friend of a friend connection and all that. Uh, got him in like super VIP thing and literally just like followed him around and shadowed him for a day and a half at that. So That's awesome. Yeah, I was real jealous. And oh, and even better yet, a classic example of one of these times when, um. Basically, everything that you think about him and everything you want him to be as far as, like, a really good guy goes and super eloquent and just, Oh, like, yeah. He is all of that in person. Oh, yeah. To 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 essentially complete strangers, so. I I believe it. Yep. And <laughs> all, the, all the Shakespearean stuff, you know, that he, that's what he truly has a passion for. That's what he loves doing. And, like, he was talking to him and he said, uh, my friend Michael from work, he He was like, yeah, he basically said he does movies because they pay really well. It's not what he loves doing. (laughs) He he loves Shakespeare, and uh, he was asking him what his favorite play was and all this stuff. And Patrick Stewart, he said, you know, I can't pick one. That's like asking you which one of your children do you love most kind of thing. (laughs) And um, so Michael told him what his favorite was, which was a Midsummer's Night Dream, and one of the characters in it who's his favorite and they're they're just like in this freight elevator together, and him and a couple of his friends. 
and Patrick Stewart just closes his eyes and just starts reciting a soliloquy from this character in Midsummer's Night Dream, just word for word, you know, just right off the top of his head. No big deal. Yeah. Just so freaking cool. I'd love to shake his hand. And I I'd would feel too. Like That's all I'd I would bore do. him. So I would just be like, I like everything you do. You do. You're cool. Mm -hmm. Bye. I'd be afraid. And he'll be like, thanks. You're the 10 millionth person to say that to me this second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let me ask you guys. If, if you two, if you ever became famous one day for something, would that grow old for you? Having people thank you and... I'd hate it would you? more than anything. I was going to say, I don't think there's any way to prepare yourself for that. You could... You could end up learning about yourself that you love it and thrive on it, or you could hate it after the fifth handshake and be like, oh my god, I, wa I don't want to be famous anymore. Yeah, I'm such a recluse anyway and hate interacting with people as much as possible. Yeah. So Yeah, I, I I'd mean, never be famous in the first place, but I, still. I would do it in, you know, at certain things when it made sense. Like, for example, I'm not saying Dragon Con specifically, but you know, certain events like that might make sense for it. But I mean, I other than that, I think I would try and keep more to myself. But, you know, that's probably impossible. So I don't know. Yeah. And also probably something we'll never have to deal with. So that's fine no, too. definitely not. <laughs> no, definitely not. No. Uh, so video games. Yep. Yeah, video games. Nick has an exciting one. Yeah. Uh. I was going to launch into it earlier, but I couldn't. Um, Batman Arkham Knight on Xbox. I decided to rent it because I had another free Redbox code, which is the best thing ever. Yeah, how's that happening? Um, I might have misread, but if you sign up for their text alert, they they give you a free game rental every month. Fascinating. So... Yeah, so if anybody's interested, that that is what they claim to do. I only just recently am trying it because the first time I used it, my girlfriend gave me the code from whatever her sign-up was. So I signed up for it this time, and I got one. We'll see next month if it works. Um, they don't usually have a great s selection of new games anyway. Like, I actually did plan on doing this with Arkham Knight a while ago, and it's just now available around me in Redbox. So let me ask um, something real quick. Um, th okay. This free text alert thing. So do you get yeah. do you get random texts from Redbox throughout the month then? Well, I just started it, so I don't know. Okay. Probably, yes. I'm sure that's what's going to happen. It's going to be like spam. But to get free stuff, that's fine for me. Yeah, I, whenever know? I get texts from service providers or whatever i don't care i mean it takes me one second to delete them yeah so. it's not a that's not a big deal at all <laughs> especially like limited like this is the only one i am signed up for right but uh yeah the another thing just real quick batman is still not available on pc <laughs> it is it is coming supposedly at the end of october um so i was seeing stories about that and i like I said, I've been thinking I do want to at least check the game out. Because I didn't hate Arkham City. We talked about it, I think, in our earlier episodes. I just think it was overhyped by Josh <laughs> and a few other people. Actually, everybody. I think that game was overhyped by literally everybody in video games. But um, 
again, I didn't hate it, and I loved Arkham Asylum. I thought that was a really amazing game during its time. Um, so Arkham Knight is the same game <laughs> as those. It's the same thing as Arkham City. It's a big open world. Uh, you can grab Null to everything <laughs> and get around very quick. It it feels a little better to me than City this time around. I don't know if that's just because it's been a while. It's been over a year since I played Arkham City, and I don't remember. But um, it feels good. Everything feels good. The The biggest addition to this one is the Batmobile, which, honestly, I don't hate, but they really, really throw that in your face for the opening parts of that game. Like, you do everything in the car. And it's kind of annoying. I don't like, like it, the, just hearing about it. They they turned it... So so this is what it is. Is Batman was a third-person brawler, I guess. Batman is a non-lethal superhero, so he's not going to have guns. He wants to beat everybody up and use his utilities and whatever. I think between Arkham City and Arkham Knight, they were like, well... The masses love shooters. Yeah. Let's they... put in shooting mm-hmm. in this game somehow. And it, it, that's the thing that drives me crazy is it is so, so unnecessary. Like, there was no reason to put anything like this in the game. And again, they rely on it a whole lot in the beginning stages where you are in your Batmobile. It's basically a tank. Um, it defies normal vehicles in that you can strafe in it. <laughs> All like the wheels move in every direction. It's really strange. It's kind of cool, but it's strange. It would be cool if they. Well, here's the thing. Does it have like iRobot wheels where they're big spheres? Because then that would make sense. They're not spheres. Uh-huh. I, I mean, f- like physically looking at how it's designed, it, it makes sense. They they're just regular tires. Only they're on these like big kind of like reaching out um wheel wells that let the wheels turn in 360 degrees okay so i can see that working yeah. you know like that's how that's how like tables with wheels on them are made you know yeah so it's just it's just dumb that they rely on it so much because you're you're spending a lot of that game shooting tanks like for whatever reason in in Gotham City there are tank drones everywhere just everywhere and you are forced into taking them out before you can progress through the game and it's real stupid and i don't like it i don't mind driving the car i think driving is actually kind of fun and it's really quick and it it feels all right but they made a shooter out of batman for no goddamn reason other than appeal to the masses yeah, like it's not like it's not like the whole shooting thing enhances the game at all. It's not like, oh, this is fun or this is what this needed. No, it's it it just feels like tossed in kind of for no reason. Yeah. Well, I don't find other that than one bit surprising. Other than to maybe, you know, oh, this is the well, technically fourth iteration of the series, even though I don't think Rocksteady acknowledges Batman Arkham Origins. No, it's a it's a whole different studio that did that. Yeah. Um. So this is the third Rocksteady one. Um. 
it feels like they just thought, well, we need to do something different or add in something new between City and this one. And really, it's the most uninspired addition <laughs> ever. Mm -hmm. And I hate it. I, I, I really do hate it but don't hate the car itself. Like, I'm, that doesn't make any sense. Nope. Like, I don't mind driving the car. I don't want to be shooting things all the time. It, it's In really annoying. Game. Yeah. It, it, and I've heard that as you get through it, that kind of falls away, and it's not as, um, not as much of a focus. So I'm hoping that happens, because I'm going to try and get through this as much as possible before I take it back. I was going to ask if you intend to keep it until you beat it, or... I'm I'm going to try and do the main story, and that's it. And I should be able to do that, because within, like, four hours, I already got through half of it. And I, I should have plenty of time to put into it today. So I'm going to try my best. If not, I'll just return it and wait for another code and finish it later. <laughs> According to how long to beat Arkham Knight is main story is 14 and a half hours. Yeah, and I don't see how that is because it gives you a percentage of like specifically what you're working on. So I'm working on just the main quest. It gives me a percentage completion for just the quest. It doesn't take into account all the side stuff. That's fun. And and I'm I'm more than 40% done with that. Huh. So yeah, um other than that it's a Batman game. You still you still make gunshot noises when you hit people, which is <laughs> so stupid. And uh yeah, it looks really good. It's cool to see a current gen version of the game. I'd love to see it on PC, but that would require me buying it. So that will never happen. And that would require it working. Mhm. Mm well, I'm assuming it's going to be working. And it did as we talked about, it did work. People, For most people, it just was not up to snuff. And was crashing for some, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, I actually am really enjoying the story, Ooh. also. It's, it's pretty cool. Scarecrow is the main bad guy. And Scarecrow is really cool. Um, which I never thought about. I never realized until playing this again, like, in the Batman universe... I think Scarecrow is sweet as hell. Yeah, he is. And uh, his, I, I just, I like how they, he looks really cool in this game. Like he looks like a corpse in a in a burlap sack, um, and his voice is real sinister. It, it's it's cool, and it makes me want to watch Batman Begins again. Cillian Murphy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's awesome in that. He was in briefly in uh, Rises. Right. Oh, yeah. For like, yeah, right that's at the beginning, right. right? No, at yeah, the that's end, right. um, he was the judge in that courthouse. Oh, mm -hmm. and 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 he was also in the beginning of regular Dark Knight. Yes. Yeah. So he made a quick appearance in all. Well, in this, in the second and third, and then obviously main and first. Mm -hmm. Doctor John. Yeah, that's right. He was the judge. That's basically the plot of Arkham Knight. Is his whole fear toxin thing. Sweet. He just wants to unleash it. Um, Joker's still in the game, even though spoilers, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
but uh, but it, I actually really like how they do it, and he's a, he's still a really cool character. Um, yeah. One thing, one redeeming thing that I figured I would enjoy out of the game is the story, and that's what I'm playing it for. Um, it obviously tries to inundate you with side missions constantly. Yeah. <laughs> like, hours and hours in, it's still like, hey, here's a new set of things to do. Go do them. And there's like, I don't even know, 10 different kind of sub-side missions so far. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'll be doing all of that. Uh. <laughs> Some of it's probably cool. Um, especially, I think... I think there are, like, side arcs based on other villains. Yes, I heard that. That, that I wish I had time to do. Um, but I probably won't. So that's cool, at least. Like, that actually sounds like substantial side quest stuff. Uh, instead of just collecting things. So... I'm sure Josh will love it mm -hmm. whenever he gets around to playing it. <laughs> Eventually. I'd like yeah. to knock it out before Halo. And I might be able to. That would be impressive, because Halo's in a couple weeks. The 27th, right? but I'm done with... I'll be done with Metal Gear at the end of today. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Josh, I we we've talked about Metal Gear so much. But I am curious, because you have seen the major kind of ending. Yeah, I hit right? the soft ending last night and I'm working on all the uh yeah. the second part 2 or whatever they call it. So So it's going to be yeah, it's going to be hard not to spoil anything, but what do you think? Um All right, so gameplay-wise, I think this is the best stealth-based game I've ever played. Um Oh, that's amazing. It's done perfectly. It it controls well. I mean, it all makes sense. From a Metal Gear standpoint, it is my least favorite. Whoa. Um, yeah. There there was no... I wasn't drawn to any characters. There was no holy shit moment for me. There was no... There was no cool boss battle. Like, it was just not a Metal Gear game. Um, and I know that's been said numerous times already about it. Um, but it, it really isn't. It's it's not it's not a, a true to Metal Gear, the, the, at least comparing to the prior game. It's not a true Metal Gear game, um, story wise. Uh, well, let me interject real quick. Mm -hmm. I have completed everything. I've seen everything that is story in this game. Okay, you haven't seen everything. I know, and I'm excited it's for the second done. half. Um, the, as soon as you beat the the soft ending, they show like little highlights of what's to come in the second chapter, and it looks like it's I'm going to enjoy it more. They showed a lot of things with quiet, um, mm -hmm. so I am excited to get to that. However, I don't like how you know even if I do like this the second half, it's only a couple chapters as opposed to the first thirty missions of the game. Yeah. Um. And also, Nick, you said you saw everything, but you also mentioned that you never really used Quiet, right? No, So, but I made sure to... Okay. I made sure to fulfill the requirements so I could see what happens with that. Okay. That was the last thing I did. Because I... So you know about that. I, I know you have to... Um, you have to get her... Max out. ...rank all the way up. Yes. Yep. And I've been using her, and quite frankly, she's my favorite to use. Oh man, D Dog's the best. What? Why? I mean, I was using D Dog until I found out that you can send Quiet to Scout Outpost. 
Um, so with Quiet, mm-hmm. yes, you can send her to Scout Outpost and she'll point out everything of interest. Mm-hmm. Other than things she can't see. True, yes. Which is why D-Dog is the best. Because he sniffs out literally everything you need to be worried about mm-hmm. before you're even close to the place. So, I have... he doesn't mark them on your map, but you can at least see them on your screen and then mark them when you get a shot of them. Mm-hmm. He's he's just too useful. I, th- I thought he was more useful than Quiet, I guess. Because Quiet let me down the few times I used her. Oh. Like, it would be like, oh, I'll go scout the area. All right, here's all the people. Then when I got close, it was it would show me the little general area red circle things on my map that says, oh, there's like five other guys here, and you don't know exactly where they are because they're in a building or Quiet's view is obstructed. Mm-hmm. So that sucked. And that's why I didn't use her that much. And another thing, and Alex, Nick and I talked about this, separately but as soon as you beat the soft ending um they start you have like 20 or or 17 more missions until you actually finish all 50 missions some of those missions are comprised of prior missions that they just make more difficult and Mm -hmm. i consider that a huge cop-out there's no reason for that to be part of content recycling totally no reason for that to be part of the main story quest like and you are required to do a good bit of them to unlock the later stuff. Yes, like and it's not like they're optional. And to, some of them are. To make them harder is the the one setting to give an example is called like a, a subsistence setting where you start you get dropped off into an area with with no guns, no weapons or anything. You just got to go in bare and, and get everything on the ground. On-site procurement. Yes, on-site which they did in all the other Metal Gear games. And that's cool and all, but again, no uh-huh. reason to recycle a mission in the in mm-hmm. the main quest line. Yeah. I'm I'm going to defend this a little bit in that I I like playing the game so much that I didn't care. Yes. And and it actually was cool to go back and try and do things differently because you sort of have to. Yes. The, I appreciated that. I I get it that. It is a cop out. It's a cop-out for sure, and I think it's probably because they ran out of time for development. Um, that, that seems to be everybody's consensus, that I think had they had more time or money, this is not how they would have handled the latter half of the game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is what it is, and I still had fun with it. Some of them were annoying and shitty, but for the most part, I still enjoyed it. The the only upside to it, for me at least, is I do not have my buddy requirements all the way up for quiet yet. So mm-hmm. those doing those missions with her are, you know, yeah. gradually helping me get to that before what mission forty five or whatever the quiet one is. Yeah. But I I am excited to see what happens with all of that. Um however the the first seventy five percent of the game I, I was not impressed with. From a Metal Gear standpoint. And I I think I remember... I I don't know if I told you guys or or if I tweeted it, but I actually liked the soft ending and, like, wouldn't have been furious if that was how the game ended. Like, it it didn't really wrap anything up, but it was also... it, It felt like a typical 
game ending, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't Which think... Which usually are disappointing. I don't think they did enough with Skullface. Um, however, I know definitely I not. do think his whole... What he's trying to accomplish is hysterical. It's a Metal Gear game! That, that, like that is funny. The, but they didn't... The, the, the nefarious plot is insane. <laughs> it, here's another one of my complaints, is you have to listen to the cassette tapes. Yes, you, you do. have to. And if you don't, you, you miss out on a good half of what's going on. You miss out on literally everything that's going on mm-hmm. All right, true. after you get every cassette tape. So essentially, they got rid of the, the codec um, conversations, yeah. and they, they now and have they cassette tapes. they made a mandatory tapes. thing that takes more effort. No, no, well, no, no, no. These aren't mandatory. That's the problem. Well, is the codec I'm... was mandatory, and it taught yes, you. Yes, but you know, that's, what I'm saying is, oh, you're oh. saying it's mandatory for understanding the story, and it's actually taking effort to do it instead of just yes. okay. I'm getting a codec call, and I have to listen now. Yes. Again, again, I will defend this because the codec stuff in every other Metal Gear makes you stop and just watch text. Mm-hmm. You're not doing anything. You can't do anything else. You're just sitting there, and it's speaking at you. Mm-hmm. Because this game is so much more fun to actually play, I'm totally okay with them getting rid of that whole thing and tossing it into something that you're just listening to while still playing. True, and I will say that there's so much, there's so much more outside of actual missions that you do in this game in regards to mother base and development and whatnot. Yeah. To throw you have a cassette, so much time to play them. To throw a cassette tape on while you're doing all that is okay. Yeah. But that brings me to my next point. Okay. I hate all of that. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, you don't... Okay, I, was, I knew you weren't going to like any of this stuff. I, I hate all the, um, manage, the micromanagement. I hate all yep. the security teams you have to worry about. I hate the forward operating bases. I don't like it. I knew you weren't going to. Mm-hmm. I knew it. <laughs> it. I would have been perfectly fine if, if none of that existed, and every single one of these missions was a linear game, was a linear process, at, just like the old Metal Gears, just with this sort of gameplay feel to it. All this stuff they threw in, I, I, I don't like it. I, and I'm probably in the minority with that, which is fine. But it's just too much outside of actually playing Metal Gear. It, I think the the root issue here yeah, it is about the name. Um, I think if this were a game that was called whatever and had nothing to do with Metal Gear, it probably wouldn't bother you. But no matter how much you can consciously acknowledge the fact this is no longer a Metal Gear game, you still want it to be in your head. And that's why, like, that's why I understand where you're coming from, Josh, and and it's all personal preference stuff. Just like Nick, you're saying for this game, the cassette thing is fine because you're doing all these other things, and it's better for you to be able to do that and still play. Me, because I'm such a lazy bastard, I want the codec. Like just because, but that's just because that's what I like and prefer. Like I love whenever I get some playtime in, and then I just sit down and it talks at me. I like that in Metal Gear. You can still do that if you want. Yeah, just you mean just sit and listen to the cassette, but it's it's yeah. just not the same to me. Like, but that's yeah. because I'm thinking about it in an old Metal Gear fashion, but it's not a Metal Gear game, and that's why it it's it's like silly to think about it that way. But we can't help it because that's what you want, and that's why you know to your point, Josh, like. 
it it just doesn't fit within the Metal Gear universe. It's well, not a Metal Gear game, but you like the gameplay. The game is good. Me- the the name aside, Metal Gear aside, I just I'm not one. I don't really like the whole micromanaging of resources and of anything. Of anything. Um, mm-hmm. and that's In just a, game, and that's just yeah. Period. You don't do yeah. I don't really like that kind of stuff. And, but I see how it does fit into the game. Um, it makes complete sense. I, it's just not for me. And it'll make more sense. Hmm? Like, it, it will make more sense. That's that's the really difficult thing with this game, is that without seeing everything... As a on complete its fa- product at the end. On, yeah, on, on the surface, it looks like, what the hell is this? Like, why is any of this in this game? And I actually think narratively it it's all very important and i'll get and to I that could, at the end of the day and i'm sure yeah. i'll have more to say next week yeah i mean i could be i could be thinking about it differently and kind of like romanticizing it more in my head because i absolutely enjoyed every single aspect of this game and like looking at it as a complete package i think it's amazing so i don't know Personal preference, obviously, everything is. And with the entire main story up to the soft ending, so I'm going to try to compare this. The The prior Metal Gear games, it was a very central, a very focused plot. Like, mm-hmm. this is what's going on in the Metal Gear universe. Here's what needs to happen. There are these uh, individual bosses you run into, which are all tied into the main story. As opposed to now, Metal Gear Solid Five where the majority of those main quests, those first 30, a lot of them were just, hey, you're hired to do something for someone. And mm-hmm. and yeah, sure, it might have some small inkling to expand the further plot of, of, the, of what's going on. But within those first 30, maybe I'd say you could have done that with 10 missions. Yeah. So you're just a, you're just a military to hire company that, that that's that's and i know that's point. the point i know that's the point yeah i get that but i want metal gear i don't yeah. want to just go do things that i'm getting hired to do i want metal gear and i and you're not getting that. you're not getting it you get a very small tidbit of it but again nick i know you said wait till the end of the game but up to this point that's how i feel about it yeah i mean it's not i i now i can probably say it's not going to change your opinion mm-hmm. i just I think you'll appreciate it more and maybe like get why it's this way. I don't know. I hope. It's hard to talk about without you finishing it, and especially without Alex knowing hardly anything. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about this nefarious uh, skull uh, villain. Skull face. Skull face. I mean, I'm he's, a, you tell me, I mean, you saying Metal Gear pot, yada, yada. I just, I'm real excited. Alex, he's, it's, he's nothing. It's funny. He is nothing, but his his plan the plan is really funny. hilarious. Yeah, that it just sounds great. Yeah. Now I and yeah, go ahead. I absolutely hated that fight with Eli. That's not a spoiler at all. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that hard at all. I but. just I I I hated the point of it. Um, you're a big boss, and you take forever to take it out a child. It was silly. Yeah, it was silly. Yeah, it. But I mean, it's. It's Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Everything is silly. Not everything is 
like really that cohesive, I guess. Yeah. There I think like when you take a step back and like look at all that stuff, the everything that is in this game that is a little strange or off the wall would totally be in any of the other ones. Like it it still has that charm. Mm-hmm. In many places. It just shows it to you in a different way. <laughs> Instead of talking at you through the codec, <laughs> pretty much. <sighs> yeah. We'll see. I, I love it. Yeah, I I loved it. I loved everything. Gonna be super high on my top ten list. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Are we'll you drinking see. coffee or beer, Nick? <laughs> coffee. Yeah. I'm not drinking beer. <laughs> At ten in the morning. Hey, wouldn't be past any of us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so other than Metal Gear, I again just played Taken King all week. Nick and yeah. I actually recorded something. It is up on, on YouTube. Yeah, on the, that you YouTube's. Can, you can find our YouTube channel at 2v1 slash YouTube. Actually, that's backwards, but just search 2v1, you'll find it. <laughs> um, and I think we might be trying to do a weekly thing. Yeah, why if not? If we can, since uh, there is a weekly reset for that game. Um, we'll be streaming that out of my channel twitch.tv slash lost in a contraption but um so i'm gonna apologize anyway, to everyone who does watch that you do have to watch nick play the game and not me yeah you have to watch my gameplay where i'm not very good at, <laughs> at destiny <laughs> um i'm not very good at pvp stuff i get downed all the time or not pve crucible i'm good but uh anyway the the whole taken king thing i did want to talk about one specific thing that was the purpose of our recording. And that is the secret stuff that we know about so far that is really crazy. So, like, Destiny has weekly events and daily events that you can do just to, you know, buff your character, get different equipment, get resources, whatever. It's just, it's constantly updating so you have something to do if you are looking for something to do. Um, the thing that we tried was the daily heroic, which is a story mission that you just go through again with, uh, difficulty modifiers. Um, so with the Taken King, they kind of did something new with this daily heroic where this specific mission on a specific day has an alternate path through it. So instead of doing the mission like you were used to doing or know from playing through the story, while you're in it, you can, instead of going left, you go right through an, a door that only opens when you meet certain requirements on that day, on that certain mission. And if you complete that side thing, you get a special weapon that you can't get any other way. And I think that's really cool. And I hope there's more of it, although since Taken King's been out, this is the only thing like that so far. Well, there is still that one exotic that no one has and no one knows how to get yet. Yeah, there there is that. But, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be done this way. It's not going to be like an alternate branching path that otherwise you would have never known was there. Maybe it will. 
but this this specific way how they did it I think is really interesting. Destiny in that yeah, Van- Vanilla Destiny was very um it was it was very linear in how you got items. Every everything was obtained in a very specific way. This is how you got this. Mhm. As opposed to now with the Taken King where there's variations of of getting said gear. Yeah, yeah, and you get more throughout than and all that. They they did change how you can get things. And then also they they had quests for specific weapons that were the exotic bounties. I forgot about exotic bounties. But they bounties. weren't they weren't really a quest. It was more just a different way or different set of requirements that you had to meet. It wasn't like it wasn't new content tailored specifically for that quest versus this this thing where it's a new map like it's a new set of geometry that you kind of run through and do things with and that's that's really cool like they put time into making something different and unique that a lot of people might not have ever realized was there or found it it just sound it somebody found this by accident and went on the internet and was like hey this is that this is where this is like that that's really cool. Mm-hmm. There's no hint at all. As far as I know. I don't I don't know if you No, know there's not. Else. There isn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that that's really cool. Like having secrets in games is awesome. And Destiny is in much need of new things to do or something to make it more interesting than it already is and here's one little one little thing that was awesome. And it's extremely difficult. And it's extremely difficult, yeah. Nick and I have tried it, what, like four or five times now and have yet to get through it. Yep, still haven't done it. I will throw the caveat in there that we were not high enough light to even be trying it, quite frankly. Yeah, apparently. So. It's it's just doing damage to that last boss. Yeah. I mean, also... When you break it down into what you're actually doing in this mission, it's just more destiny. It's get through waves of enemies and then fight a really crazy boss. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you can break a lot of things, a lot of games down to that level. Yeah, you can break Metal Gear down to that level. You can break Metal Gear down to that level. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Taken King's really sweet. It It is what destiny needed to be at launch. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it's finally there, and I'm excited to see what more they do add. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see where they continue to go. That It's just good. It's a good sign of things to come, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And we still haven't done the raid. No, which sounds insane. Yeah, Nick watched some of the ending. I have not seen any of it yet. It sounds like the average time is still like five plus hours, and I just can't do that. And you have to do that in one sitting? No, you don't. Um, Josh, I don't know if you're aware of this or if this has always been the case, but within the week, before the weekly reset, you can get to checkpoints in the raid and quit out and just pick up at that checkpoint whenever, as long as it's within that week. Nick, that's always been a thing. Um... But wasn't it supposed to be just the host? Now it's everybody. Now no, it's I think everybody it's, it's, that was involved. It's every it's everyone that's involved. Oh, okay. So okay, so that has always been the case. Yeah, because back back with um 
dark below, I would always look for people who were at the end of the raid and then right. there yeah, at you're that right. checkpoint and just beat Crota. Okay. So yeah, you don't have to do it all in one sitting. Um, it's just because you have to have six people, if you don't have a set group of six people, then you have to do Destiny LFG and find random people. It would be kind of hard to find people to pick up at the point you left off at, I guess. Maybe maybe it wouldn't be too hard, but that for this one specifically, that just seems like not the route to go. And it also sounds like it needs a lot more coordination and would be better to have a fire team of people you all know, which mm -hmm. is a little lame. So I don't know when we're going to get around to doing it because we don't we don't know many people. We know a couple other people that play on Xbox, but not a full team by any means. I think in a month or so, we'll be able to LFG it just fine. Yeah, there's also that whole, like, people just need to figure out the best way to get through it. Mm -hmm. And quickest way, yeah. That'll that'll just naturally happen. I, it, it, I couldn't come up with whether or not I liked or disliked the whole change of pace with the raid where um, working together is pretty much a requirement now. I mean, it was always there in the prior two raids, but you could, there were parts you could get by by yourself. Um, I'm okay with it. But yeah, thinking about it, that you know, that's that's really what it, the raid should be. Yeah, it, it really, it should be something different that you can't just blow through and, and you're just fighting enemies. Like, it has other different kind of like puzzly elements. That's what that's what I like the most about them, I guess. Mm -hmm. Even if they're frustrating at times, it's it's something completely unique to that thing, to that quest. Yeah. And I don't know a thing about Oryx yet. I know yeah, you it, watched it looks shitty. Does it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Worse than having to take down a sword carrier. Yeah, and... it, yes, it does. It looks a lot oh. worse than that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't so, know. Yeah. I'm excited to see it, but the frustration that it entails might get to me. We'll see. Mm -hmm. um, we shall see. Game-wise, other than that, I checked out that uh, that Deer God game that was free. Oh, you Xbox tried that? One. Yeah, I, I actually played it for maybe like two hours now. I'm excited to hear hmm. about it just because I, I have loved the name of it. I don't know why. It's it's, so uh, it's weird. It's it's really weird. It's more of a... I think it's more worth seeing just for the art. I think it's a cool-looking game. It's a side-scroller. Um, you play as a deer. You were a hunter that killed a deer and then some... Deer God got mad at you for doing it and put you in the body of a deer. <laughs> it's it's really strange. Um but the the way the game looks is pretty cool. Like all the uh the characters and enemies and whatever are all like 2D, but then the environment is like multiple layers of 3D blocky looking stuff. And it looks not it looks really nice. Like I was just sitting there looking at it and thinking like I've I like playing this because it looks cool, and it has a pretty cool soundtrack and and all that. But gameplay wise, it's really nothing. I I'm not going to put any more time into it. I just kind of wanted to see what it was. 
um because it is it's just a side scroller and you go from left to right and that's all you do and it it kind of uh it reuses level geometry really often that you start doing the same platforming sections all the time. So that that was getting a little annoying, and that's why I don't really want to play it anymore, because it's repetitive. But, yeah. Check it out, just to see something different. I downloaded it, but I doubt I ever actually play it. Yeah, it's it's not really fun to play, so... I don't know. That sort of kills it in its crib for me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, Strong well, argument. Yeah. I mean, how long? How long does it take to fire it up for a minute and just look at it? Yeah, you know, no, that, I mean, it, it definitely doesn't take any time at all for that. But to me, if I'm not going to play it, and this, and it's just a personal thing, that's not worth it. Like, I have no. If I don't have any uh, long term investment in it, I don't even. For me, I don't even need to see it. Yeah. I don't mind doing that. You're you're better anymore. at that, and it's good that you do, Nick, because that's why you see more than uh, any of us do. Yeah, it's I I like seeing what what, what people, people are come doing. up with that game. That game was definitely made by a very small team. It's an indie game, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool that Xbox gave them a little deal to make it free. Um, I don't know. More of an artsy thing, I guess. Yep. You belong in Decatur, Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd fit right in. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot. Especially in games. When games do something that is, like, a little out of the ordinary, I really want to see it. Mm-hmm. So talking about a little out of the ordinary, Tony Hawk 5 came out this week. <laughs> yeah. And it bombed. Uh, yeah, not not a big surprise. No, definitely not. I don't know who thought it was a good idea to try and bring back that game. It I, looks like looks like poop. I kind of really feel bad. Eh, I feel bad for the team that was tasked. I yeah, I feel them. bad for the people who were doomed from the start. Yeah, I feel bad for Tony. Why? I don't. I don't he's know. extremely successful when he he's doesn't had, Yeah, he's had three bad video games. You know, chalk that up against his actual career. Who cares? Yeah, true. And yeah. the past, in the past, when his the, those games were really good. like Up through four. Yeah, I mean, whatever. There were, from then on, it wasn't really anything. He still but, has a positive yeah. kill death, basically. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was on my list of things I wanted to bring up for this news. Uh, yeah, size. I didn't have much. There's not much news or anything. Uh, Mighty Number no. Nine got a release date in February, which I'm very excited for. Yeah, I just really wish that game looked differently. You don't like the look of it? No, not at all. I think it looks like crap. What? Yeah, I think I think it's lame. I think it's a really lame art style. It's really it's, it's- minimalist in a bad way. It's like the original Castlevania art styles. No, it isn't. Yes, it absolutely is. <laughs> you struck a nerve there, Josh. No, it How is. How does it look anything like Castlevania? It's very colorful, very vibrant. It has a lot going on on screens in, in some instances. Uh, it's a 2D side-scroller. No, 
this is a bad comparison. It's I'm not I'm not accepting your comparison. Ar- arbitrator coming in. I'm checking it out. Yeah, just look at like a screenshot for it. I look at watch a short trailer. I think like a minute looks, long trailer. I think it looks bland. It looks very bland and kind of phoned in in terms of art. That's what bothers me. Like I so before ever seeing anything for this game, I'm not a Mega Man person. I was interested in it just because this is another one of those cases of a Japanese developer um who had a bad relationship with Konami. Was it Konami? No, Capcom. Right? Mega yes, Man's I Capcom. Think so. Yeah, it's Capcom. Another bad relationship with the parent Japanese company. He left to do his own thing and is and did a Kickstarter for basically a Mega Man clone. Yeah, that's what it looks like, and no, it does not look anything like Castlevania. No. <laughs> um. So uh, all of that aside, like just knowing about what this what this was and what was coming, I was like, oh well, maybe I'll check this out. I'm not a Mega Man fan, but it's cool that this guy branched off and is doing his own thing, and is basically like big f you to Capcom. Yeah. I'll do my own thing. Yeah. I was I was interested. Then I saw gameplay, and I was like, wow, I don't like how this looks, and I'm not going to play it. <laughs> and I think, I think I have, I've seen other people that feel the same way online. Like, it, it just looks really, really bland and uninspired. Yeah, the, actually, I know this is not a measure of anything, but looking at this gameplay trailer on YouTube, it has 200,000 views, and only about three-quarters of the like bar is filled up. You know what I mean? That's wow. sort of indicative. Like, I don't know if people just aren't feeling it, you know? I'm definitely not. Yeah. And I initially was. So. We'll see when it comes out. True. True. Regardless, no. I am excited to play it. It could I be. Like yeah, it could play great. Um, You know, that is, it could be a great game. It doesn't all come down to how it looks. But for me, that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um. So this isn't really news, but it's kind of interesting. Uh, the Fallout 4 install size is only 28 gigs. That's surprising. Yeah. It probably isn't loading much of the level all at once then. Yeah. Like the world. I never put any is... stock into yeah, the size stuff. Yeah. The size doesn't really matter. No, Sky... I'm just... I remember, like, installing Skyrim on 360 was tiny compared to other games. Dark Souls was, like, 2 gigs on the 360, and there's other yeah. games that are nothing, and they're 10 gigs. Like, mm-hmm. I've never understood anything, so. I've, I've never understood anything. <laughs> <laughs> in, in that arena, I should have finished that thought. That was an incomplete thought. And, uh, Nick, you asked this last week, and we didn't have an answer, but Rainbow um... Six Siege does not have a story. No oh. single player. Yeah, right. It doesn't. Yeah, that game's doomed. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Nick said it. It's doomed. seriously. What? What other last all multiplayer kind of big budget releases have been good? Evolved uh, yeah. was a failure. Titanfall was. Titanfall was a failure. We'll see how Battlefront does. Battlefront? Yeah, I don't know. That I I feel like just because it's Star Wars and Battlefront has been a desired series for so long, it'll be okay. Hey, we'll be playing it this week. Is it this week? October 8th, I'm pretty sure. Oh, man. I think How you're right. Yeah, Gosh, that's we got to sign up for that. I think it's open. Okay. Yeah, I got to look into that. I forgot. Uh, Maybe I, we'll stream that. Yeah, we should. 
And yeah. you said you can capture all three of us talking or whatever, Nick? Uh-huh. Yep. That's yep. awesome. Uh, it would just be my gameplay. Going back, like, three or four weeks ago, that whole Deus Ex thing. <laughs> the pre-order thing. The pre-order scheme they had going. Yep. Yeah, they, they cut that. That's gone. Good. Because of the outcry. Yes, it was a very stupid idea. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, the really, quite honestly, one very, very big thing did happen this week, though. And what? that 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 is Microsoft buying Havoc. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Havoc is... Um, it's the, it's an engine. It's a game engine, which, quite honestly, the, uh, the majority of the games you're probably playing run on Havoc. Yeah, it's, it's what determines how in-game objects collide. It determines physics. In games, yeah, and, and how, for and lack how, of a better way to put it, yeah, and how models interact with each other and mm-hmm. all that stuff. If if you look up the word havoc, I promise you will recognize. You've seen the logo. Yeah. You you've seen it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this really means anything. It doesn't. It, it's going to be in every game. It's not going to be exclusive. Still a big move by Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah. Worth probably a good worthy investment. Yeah. I wonder how much they bought it for. I didn't see that. Probably I didn't a see lot it of money. It was previously owned by Intel. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I say that because when did this happen, Josh? This week. This week. Huh. Okay, because Intel is a stock I've been uh, planning on buying next. And I've been watching them for over a month. And they've been doing pretty well. And then, like, it... It and another one I was watching sort of fell simultaneously, and then it went up again in the past couple of days, and like pretty significantly. Like whenever I was watching, whenever I first started watching it, it was at twenty seven fifty ish, and now it's at thirty fifty. So three dollars is definitely significant, and I wonder if that has something to do with it. That's Intel. Um, they just made money all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, and then Microsoft also has gone up in the past few days. Um, so. Like actually, I mean, pretty significantly, a few dollars. So, I'm gonna. This will be my new thing: stocks. Now that <laughs> on the two v one podcast, the stock speculation. The <laughs> the stock corner with Alex. Don't take our word for anything. Yes, yeah. I'm not gonna sell you a book day trade your way to happiness. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see the. I can't find. But anywhere. Yeah, Microsoft buying that doesn't really mean anything it's just money is going to different people yeah for it there there's no way they're going to lock that up as an exclusive it would actually hurt them to like lock away other third-party developers from using that and they probably wouldn't want to support microsoft if they were like handcuffed that way so it'll still be in everything Looks like they bought it for uh for what they're doing with Crackdown Three and it's like the cloud based gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is a cool idea, that whole crackdown three thing. I'm excited to see how that works. Yeah, that's pretty much my only interest in that game. <laughs> I'll probably see how that so works. See it. And because the 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 online multi reminds me of Red Faction. And if it's anywhere near that I will be pleased. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the only other thing that I thought was kind of crazy, uh, Palmer Lucky of mm-hmm. Oculus Rift fame <laughs> came out and said that the Oculus is almost certainly going to cost more than $350. And I, f- I figured as much. They have... Saying that, I mean, I think this is what everybody was thinking anyway, but that is essentially making that a specific niche market. Because you have to have, one, a decent PC already, and then you have to spend another probably... 400 or 500 dollars to get the thing itself so i don't think we're going to be hearing much about oculus <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm not too worried about it yeah I, i'm not either it's just with all this vr stuff and everybody trying to get on board with it you really wish that there would be one that's affordable and that's not affordable mm-hmm. that's one you can cross off the list for the uh, standard consumer, I guess. Yeah, it's not affordable whenever you're trying to get people to try something that's brand new. Early innovators, yeah, that they you can have, charge yeah, whatever they you have, want, they're going to buy it. They have no idea what to even expect. The, the, the vast majority of people haven't got to even try VR. Right. So, yeah. Also, um, Sean Murray played No Man's Sky with Stephen Colbert. Yeah. And the the only thing that came out of it is there's still no release there's date. There's still no release date. So I at this point I think it's safe to assume that that game is not coming out this year. No. Oh no, definitely not this year. That well, would I mean, have been the, announced. Yeah, there were talks at some point that it could hit late. But yeah, it's way way too late in the year now. It makes you wonder what the what what's going on there. Um I don't know how much uh, say they have in that since they are still kind of their own company. Mm-hmm. They're probably really nervous about releasing it with all this hype that they've got. Yeah, you gotta wonder like from an internal standpoint if this hype is something they kind of did all this. Want. Yeah, exactly. It's too much so that... Well, in the same regard, after all this hype, they did get all that extra funding. Yeah. I mean, it, no matter what, it's good. It's good pl- publicity. It just, it it would suck to be them when it almost certainly doesn't live up to expectations. Like, it really, really is getting hyped up and has been for a while. And we've talked before, I think it's probably not going to be as crazy as it seems. I genuinely hope it does well, though. I hope I it like does those well, guys. too. I like that team. Um, I, I hope it does well. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying I hope it does poorly. I just don't think it's going to be what everybody thinks it's going to be. I don't know. I'm the opposite. I think it's going to be exactly what everyone thinks it's going to be. It, yeah. it's I guess be... I'm saying like how we talked about it before, like staying power of of what you actually do in it. Mm-hmm. Like doing all of that stuff sounds cool. How long are you going to want to do that? That's what I mean. It's going to be one of those games that you get hooked on for a little while, and then you do the things you want to do, and then it's kind of like you only step back into it for maybe a, a short session at a time every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, the, maybe. The big thing that everyone's going to keep coming back to is the infinite amount of planets that you could potentially be finding. Yeah, and 
and again, that all breaks down to there's only so many things that could actually be happening on that planet that are interesting. Mm -hmm. So at this point, I bet they are just trying to add more things to encounter. More variables. I hope so. I hope that's the case. And, you know, depending on the support, I'm sure it'll be something they keep adding long after release. Well, the what would be great is since it is coming to PC, ho hopefully people want to mod it. Like, hopefully it's available. Mm -hmm. They have tools to do that. Because that's always, that's always another avenue to, like, make a game more interesting. That's such a huge community that I know nothing about. Mm -hmm. I don't even engage in it too much. The only, the only mods I've ever really used were for Skyrim and Oblivion. Which like, are cool, because they just enhance the game. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways. I just love seeing the GTA 5 mods. And Yeah, and GTA stuff's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, all I, those freaking gifts and everything, my god, so good. I wouldn't really ever want to play that stuff, but I do like to see it. Me either. Sometimes I think that's the point, is that mm -hmm. it's just like a one-time, look what I made, here's a video of it. Check it out. And that's yeah. it. All right. Well, yeah, I think I'm about out. Yeah. I need to get back to Metal Gear. Wrap this up. Um, thanks for listening. You can find us on iTunes and all podcast services if you're on Android by searching 2v1 podcast. Subscribe and give us a review. Let us know what you think. Tweet at us at 2v1 podcast. Like us on Facebook. We do have a Facebook page, yeah. <laughs> yep, that would be awesome. That exists. <laughs> yeah. Um, and stay tuned for more video stuff. We'll uh, we'll try and be, we'll try to do more of that. Nick and Josh's Destiny, Destiny specifically. especially, and then of course uh, Star Wars beta. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely That's have fun. Star Wars impressions. I do intend to stream pretty much the majority of Halo that I play too. Really? I mean, why not? Yeah. Just twitch it. All right. Well, anybody who's interested uh, in watching Josh play, I can testify he's pretty damn good. Speaking of which, Alex, Master Chief is working for me again. Just wanted to throw that out hey, there. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it is that, funny because I went to the definition an... of an afterthought. Let's, I... let's applaud a game that works a year after release. Mm -hmm. I went to uninstall it. Actually, just get rid of it. And I was like, you know what? Let me just see if maybe wow. it's working. And it was. So I didn't uninstall it. Amaze. End of story. All right, thank you. Yep. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>